Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. Mikey Dread. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Welcome to Let's Drone Out. It's episode number 346. I know because I looked it up especially. Today we are joined by Stephen. Hello. Uh, Jack's lovely little wife, Tony, down the bottom there. And there's no Jack, it's just us three tonight. Now, normally we'll kick off with the serious bit because normally we're quite lighthearted and it's all uh, quite fun and games. But we, we have to announce some sad news today. One of our Friends, uh, big supporters of the show here, Wacky Wes, uh, we've learned has passed away um, earlier this month, and uh, we're all quite sad about it. I think most of us chatted to him at some point, um, didn't know that anything was wrong, but uh, he's no longer with us, unfortunately. Um, so we wanted to say that, to to pass on our respects, so to say RIP Wes, and um, now we'll carry on with our, our normal sort of light-hearted, regular podcast so guys what's been happening gopro gopro the gopro bones i i've actually prepared a screen grab this this is this is the real big news today and it's big news because like if you're in the uk you are you can't get advantage. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what if happened. If you're in the uh, entire world you can't get it unless you live uh, in a small portion of north america in which case yeah. you can so if you go on to the GoProcom site and you can say, I'm in the UK, I want to hear a 10 black, please. There's a price of everything in pounds. Gives Local you the price, pricing. a price like 100 quid above the regular GoPro 10. Well, you get a lot for your money, don't you? They take that out yeah. the battery. They don't just it's take just, out one screen. They take out two whole screens for you. It's like having a Ferrari, isn't it? That, you know, this is it. If you, stuff, if you have the racing edition... Of a fast car yeah. where they they've like it's ten kilograms lighter because we took some stuff out. It costs like an extra twenty but grand. It's more money. This is what the bones is, yeah. but we can't get it. Get the receipts, charge more. I don't know why. It, um, yeah, audio geek saying it should be a hundred less. Well, it it should be even less than that because if you buy a regular, right, just just to put it in like comparison, a GoPro ten black is currently three hundred and seventy nine. But that, that includes this this dodgy oh. subscription thing, but you can that cancel that. But you can still get it for like a hundred quid cheaper ding. than the stuff then, taken out. I heard it was fifty dollars. Hundred pounds? A hundred pounds? That's a lot. What do you say, Ten? Yeah, you got uh, you could buy that and then and then risk the hundred quid <laughs> taking it apart yourself. Yeah, really I mean fair. I I was quite like Stephen, you, you were you were slightly unimpressed by it. I was like you know what? You'd pay a bit extra. There's a bit more extra weight, but it's the le- lack of hassle. It's having some of the standard things there, like being able to remove the lens um, and having it in a regular sort of GoPro box. Just looked a little bit more robust than the naked version. So I would be all for getting this type of camera, and this would weigh less than a session would. It's a bit of a weird shape to fit on your quad, but I still right. think it would work. And that's what really miffs me. Like, if you go to places like GEPRC or Beta FPV, they did naked versions of these other GoPro cameras, and they followed a similar model, right? You paid a bit more than the regular camera because they bought one of the regular cameras, might, might have bought a damaged one or whatever, but they bought a regular camera, and they stripped parts off it, and they put it in a lightweight shell. And it was the same basic shape as a regular camera. It wasn't compact like a session, but it was lighter, and you paid more for it. And and what cheeses me off is that GoPro, the people who make these things, who have access to the PCBs, who have access to the lenses and the sensors, instead of producing something that is 
either cheaper because they can build straight out of their parts bin instead of having to buy a complete unit and throw bits away. They're charging more for it, and it's not a convenient shape. Like if if I was thinking, oh, GoPro, yeah, let's let's get a camera and make it a nice shape for FPV. Let's mm. sort of squish it up and make it as narrow as possible it so it doesn't be stick out the side of the quad. It would be a shape of a session, and mm. it ain't. But, but but here's the thing, yeah. So GoPro, pretty big company, pretty they sell an awful lot of GoPros. Um, every every man and their dog on the ski hill or mountain biking or whatever has got a GoPro. They, uh, the reason I think it's a positive step is like we've got FPV, our little tiny niche hobby yeah. involving a certain right. type of quad we're flying around, and they notice that people are stripping these apart to, to put them on lightweight quads to save weight. And they're like, okay, we'll do something. Now, it would take an awful lot of resources and stuff to remake the session camera with the GoPro 10 internals and put it out there um for what is essentially a very niche market but doing this they can like okay we can make a couple of changes to the body we can take this this and this out and they can do it quite quickly and that kind of fits in my opinion sort of the nicheness of fpv is like okay we'll bring this thing out we'll we'll give it us only because we don't know anything and we're idiots um and we'll see how it sells that's kind of uh, i think it's like testing the water as yeah. opposed to anything, but it's I'm nice. Glad, I think that they've they've it. noticed us and that they're yeah. saying, "Okay, yeah, we'll right. support you yeah. in some way." I, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just this is what people like GepRC and Beta FPV have been doing for years, and like GepRC and Beta FPV are companies that are probably just a couple of blokes in a garage somewhere oh. in China. They're yeah. not huge. They're not an international presence like GoPro, and so I was just expecting GoPro to deliver more than what we'd seen from the prior naked GoPros, from, you know, naked, naked GoPro 7s and 8s and 9s that you'd got from other vendors. It's not good either. It's a step in the right direction. I, I, it's totally overpriced, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I wouldn't really want to take a GoPro apart and try my best. I watched Tommy Tommy's video, and he was like, you know, I've took a couple apart and ruined them. He said he's killed a couple, isn't he? Mm. Mm. But this is the equivalent price in the US, by the way, where it's three nine nine. Somehow, when that gets converted to pounds, it goes up. Yeah. And we've yeah, also got um, Brandon Beaned in the chat saying he's got two of them for review for his magazine. Going to put it for his paces. Mm. And, and I noticed we don't see an awful lot about the footage, and I guess that's because it's going to look exactly the same as a, a GoPro 10, because that's essentially what it is, just stripped down. Yeah. It's just uh, the fact that the mounting's a bit different. But the um, if we've kind of finished about the bones, the, the other thing GoPro also released today, uh, not today, but I, I noticed a video only yesterday, was then some sort of new GoPro player which had doesn't, Real Steady Doesn't work in, in the UK. Include. Doesn't work in the UK. No, I've downloaded it and I'll press on the bit where it says smooth out your footage, even though it's smooth anyway. And it says not available in your country. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I got as far as downloading it and it says add footage. I was like, oh, all my footage is in my video editor at the moment. I'll go well, somewhere I add some to do on. It. I put it on on mountain bike video, which is smooth anyway, because hyper smooth on a mountain bike on the chesty is really good. And I was like pressed over there on the right hand side and it was like not available in your country and oh, i've done a, on instagram i was like not available in the country and they sent me links and stuff and i was like it's just it don't work what, what are you talking about so i don't know i agree with brandon um i had some flakiness with my Smo 4k which is the insta 360 kind of equivalent camera they did their a naked version that was officially endorsed by insta 360 and, and that was probably three or four years back now. It feels like GoPro has taken a while to catch up. Um, I'm sure the SMO 4K has weaknesses compared to a GoPro. They're not the same camera. They're, diff- they're good at different things. The Insta360 focused a lot on this kind of after-the-fact stabilization option. But I just feel like, you know, with a couple of years to respond to a smaller competitor in Insta360, like GoPro could have redesigned a PCB or done something. Well, let's face it, this is good news though, because they've they know we're a yeah. you know, we're a growing community, etc. So it can only get better. This is their first attempt. Um, well yeah, yeah. it can only get better, but then when you look off. back 
at the session, you know, people just wanted them to do a successor to that. So arguably, you know, they've been ignoring demand for smaller cube cams or, or lightweight cams altogether for quite a while. And this is a kind of tentative acknowledgement of the market. If we see it, a second iteration of this, then I think we can say they're serious. But right now, this could just be a flash in the pan. I'm hoping it's not. I, I think it's a very much let's test not. it and see what happens. But but to to like re to redesign the whole like case and PCB and stuff is is extra investment which they might not get back given the numbers of people that may or may not buy it. But see how this one goes, I guess, and if it's mm-hmm. if it works out particularly popular, I mean, we'll see be, something. if you can get it for that price and you're a professional drone pilot and can use it in commercials and that, it's not a lot of money. But for us mere mortals, you're not doing any of that. It's still, I think, overpriced, especially when you're taking a lot out of it, and you've got to wire it up and solder mm. it and stuff yourself. And if you're and not you on board to the whole subscription like. bandwagon, yeah, you got to do that as well. They'd be on eBay in a couple of days. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you never know. You might even see uh, prices driven down if you know people are, are grabbing second-hand GoPro tens and building similar naked versions as they did with the the eights and the nines. There might be people like Gepossi or Beta FPV pushing the prices mm. down by saying, "Well." You can buy the official Hero 10 Black Bones for $400, but we'll do one for $350 from some boards we found on eBay or whatever. So get some smashed up Hero 10s and make naked mm-hmm. cameras out of them. I mean, what's the other problem with Hero 10 is the um, codec formula, right? We were talking oh, this about... Is what, this is what we're talking about. Oh, this is a very exciting conversation, everybody. We were talking about codecs and the way they smell. This is... Um, H.264 versus H.265 for all yeah. you excited people. In in a GoPro um, 10, if you're filming 4K above 30 frames a second, then it will switch over to the HEVC file, which is an H.265 codec, which is very, very efficient. I mean, they can put out really um, quite small files compared to H.264 in terms of the amount of space they take up. But if you want to play that back and your pc isn't particularly up to date or you've got a laptop then it might sort of give you like a bit of a slideshow and um if you try and process h265 into an h265 video what andy rc was on our chat today and he said something like his seven grand pc took like 16 hours <laughs> to render out a 10 minute h265 yeah. file yeah it's a bit is crazy it's, mad. it's madness why would you do that? I don't know. There's there's not really a reason to render it out like that because when you upload it to video, uh, YouTube, it just YouTube kills it and it converts it into their own stuff said. anyway and yeah. murders it. Yeah. I tried VP8 and VP9 just to be super nerdy because I think that's what Google used internally because Google had this big, well, go back to the dawn of time. You may remember trying to play videos on PCs Microsoft Windows back in the day was this uphill struggle of Windows didn't ship with any video codecs, right? You had to get all these freaking codec packs and install all sorts of dodgy rubbish so that you could play MPEG videos. And and the reason for that was because there was a lot of licensing issues around video encoding, and you had to pay the MPEG consortium a licensing fee when you used it. And, And when this became, instead of people just converting videos on their PCs to Google converting videos in the cloud, the fact that there was a licensing fee and a bunch of patents that meant you had to pay someone when you used MPEG caused Google to throw all that out and invent an open source alternative, which is the VP8 and VP9 stuff. And so that I'd have thought would be what YouTube would really want you to use. But when I tried to encode in VP9, it was about the same speed as H.265, which is, you know, like, getting blood from a stone was not fun <laughs> uh, these days i think h264 is cool like you unless you want really small files because you're short of space just whack up the bit rate to 100 megabit plus and and keep it in h264 and it's all good I think even even like 60 or 70 megabit gives you really really good image i'd have thought 4k 
there is there is not too much to to uh, choose from. When I had a look at the H two six five file versus H two six four, they looked identical. One was just a smaller file size, but even for me to I, and I was using this four minute video I did because I was filming in four K one twenty. It took an hour twenty to render that out versus. You know, like 10 so l- let's be clear, there's not an image benefit of H.265 versus 264. There's no image benefit at all. There's a yeah. file size benefit. It's more complex to encode and it's more complex to play. And that means you can have less data on your disk. That's all. Uh, look, you can have one yes. H.264 at like 1.2 gigs and an H.265 at like 900 megs. And they'll look the same. But, you mm. know, the H.264 one's bigger. So just... F it, you know, use a bit more space, whatever. More time to do everything else. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 I've done a 264 18-minute video of me camping, and it was two and a half hours to render on a probably a 10-year-old laptop, what I'm using at the moment. What, what do you guys use to render all your videos? Um, I Final use... Cut Pro. Final Cut. Because there's yeah. usually an Adobe, export mine's slider. Adobe. All right. Because there's there's a few knobs and twiddly bits. I, I use like Handbrake and a bunch of other stuff. Um, I, have and to, you can... I have to use Handbrake to do anything um, slow-mo. So if I'm doing anything over 30 frames, my, P, my laptop goes, no, can't do it. So I have to do Handbrake first, render it in Handbrake, which takes half hour for literally a 10-second slow-mo video and then have to put it back on and then do it again it's a it's a nightmare that is a pain so there's usually a bunch of encoding profiles and with h264 and 265 you can basically say whether you care about file size or quality speed you can have the same amount of quality quality, but right yeah and it it takes longer to encode it but you end up with a smaller file or it's faster to encode it and you get a bigger file and so you typically just want to say, ah, screw it, and just go as fast as possible. Yeah, who cares? And, and you're uploading it to YouTube anyway, and then you're right. going to delete your stuff yeah. off your PC or whatever. Yeah. I was just trying that that GoPro Play thing, and I had the same thing. So it's come up, and it says, real steady stabilization not available for this video. Click here to find more. And then it lists like the presets that you can use, and it says, like, this was filmed on GoPro Hero 10. It says, all shooting modes available. Yeah, I meet that. But it doesn't say anything about why this one doesn't work. That's weird. I thought this was like a free way of getting um, real steady, but it's like... I think people have like said it. in the chat... I thought totally they throw real steady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, someone's mentioned the DJI Action 2, saying the DJI Action 2 weighs not much. But I think if you look at... Like we, we had Sync FPV who did a bit of a comparison on the two, like DJI Action 2 and GoPros. And while that Action 2 is, is lightweight, its image quality is not all that. It's a It's got a bit more lens distortion. It's a bit softer, and, and it doesn't really do so well in the shadows. I've still got like two. Two sessions. Two sessions, yeah. Oh, I don't let anyone know you've got those, Tony. <laughs> I know. I had the original flash. session. Nobody wants that. <laughs> I didn't have the session five. Okay, That's about yeah, as good as a Mobius, five. right? It's all right. It just didn't have um, oh, what's that wide cool mode called? Camera. Can't remember what's called now. That wide mode, yeah, which makes everything look fast. Let's play. <laughs> can't we remember that on for a while. Yeah, we can't even remember what it is. Your well, what did we used to play, guys? so anybody managed to fly there was a couple of okay days i think oh good Stephen. didn't you have some issues trying out your as shenanigans again i also went flying uh it's one better than we managed i've got a flying job coming up chunky boy chunky boy took to the air this is the a test where i doubled up the rear arms for a bit of extra chonk and a little less wobble Oh, it's managed to knock a screw loose. Get that little boy in there. Is, um, that, is this, that a six or seven inch props on there? Th- these are seven inch props. These seven. are HQ 3.5 by three, which is an important detail because I thought I had a bit of clearance there 
and uh, and I didn't. Um, this prop deflected up enough. I don't know, you probably can't see. It's terrible. Well, I've it got about like that's quite two a lot of deflection to hit that. Yeah, about two centimeters deflection off the these oh, props. Yeah. I think when I when I gave it full beans on eight S. Uh, so I'm looking at some more rigid props, and in fact, I've just decided to say screw it and get off this frame and put it on the AOS seven, which I should have effing done to start with. And I might reconsider the VTX situation, put it on something a little bit more, you know, streamlined. Maybe this follow the dodgy... idea of buying oh, the arms or something. This this is the dodgy one from Banggood. So you bought two and strapped them together. Can't go wrong, mate. Can't go wrong. Uh, Well, the arms don't wobble. That was the main thing I was worried about because actually a broken arm. And I don't think there's that much difference between Catalyst Machine Works carbon fiber and Banggood carbon fiber. It's it's twenty twenty two. People have figured out how to make carbon. Exactly. It's it's a sheet of carbon fabric with some epoxy on it. I think most people have figured out how to do it. I, I think I just managed to go really close to the ground and I, I flicked a branch straight through the, the back of it. Um, but yeah, I, I've decided I don't even really like the props in in view of the camera. So I'm just going to transplant it onto the AOS 7 and say, enough with this rubbish. Um, I did think about going from 2807s onto 2810s, but I think that's just me being a flippant idiot. So I'm going to stick with the 2807s. But I do have... Because they went on sale recently. I haven't well, bought any quad stuff for about two years. That's because Steven's bought not seven-inch props. Seven point yeah. five-inch props. Woo. Just to be freaking weird. I Are thought, they stiffer? I don't know. Maybe I just like to cruise really fast. I'll give them a, give them a go. Um, they're HQ. They're uh, three point seven pitch. They feel fairly rigid. I mean, it's a new design, so it's going to have whatever their latest current top polycarbonate is. And I'm going to give it a go. I've also got some uh, nylon carbon fiber props coming as well, the ones that Cinelifters use. Dual blades on that. I must admit, uh, tri-blades are so much smoother than... Funny you should say that. The dual blades are downstairs. I ordered them as well. I've got seven-inch. Dual blades are harder to tune on a a seven-inch and above anything. It's... But you do if you get the tuning right, you get a longer. Get a nice times. cruise speed. Mm. Yeah, get a bit of a bump in cruise speed. I thought that's a giggle. Yeah. Just yeah, out of so interest, do you do you ever have to justify all your purchases to your other half, or do you just like, oh yeah, it all came for about twenty quid? That's the stock answer. That's what he tells his wife. It was all twenty quid. It's all twenty quid. Big bundle. Yeah, he's not answering that one. <laughs> she's what? Think she's an earshot. <laughs> she's standing right there. She's got plenty of hobbies of her own. Both have our own like, silly little hobbies. It's fine. Um, yeah, it wasn't too expensive anyway. I've had the AOS five for a while, uh, AOS seven for a while. I, I did. I did have another impulse buy though, in, in the world of impulse buys. Which hasn't arrived yet, but that's another You're thing. Quite an impulsive buyer, aren't you? Can be. Uh, I, I've noticed yeah. over the weeks we've had things like it was in stock, so I or I just found this, so I, and it always ends up with you purchasing it and holding it up. It's like, dude, no wonder if things out of stock. You've bought it all. <laughs> I don't buy a lot of everything. I just like to try different bits and pieces. I mean, I don't crash, so most of the purchases I buy are just for brand new quads, like. I haven't. The last motor I burnt out was an eleven oh three, and that was like two years ago. I'm pretty. I, I don't crash stuff much. Fly a bunch, but I don't crash stuff much. I mostly fly over grass, so it lasts. It's much better than we are for flying right now. I've still got. I have, a, uh, I, I have felt like I've had the the results of long COVID without actually ever having COVID. So for the last week and a half, I've been all like. Getting up and my muscles have ached. And I felt a bit dizzy, that's and I'm just super the age tired. Of the beast, Curry Cow. That's, that's just me being too old. But yeah, exactly. uh, so I haven't done anything. Beast, Walking the dogs. I was like, oh my god, dog, slow down. It's too, it's too hard. I'm all dizzy now. <laughs> Never mind. We'll try. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll recover soon and get flying because I had some stuff I wanted to get 
flying with and test my ridiculous quad with all the three receivers on it so I can do this receiver compared Ooh. to that receiver. That's fun. Cool. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. We should talk about, or you should talk about, a video you put out two days ago, was it? Oh, what the teaser trailer? Yeah, for the sim, new sim. Can but you, this can, is this is because I couldn't go out and fly, more? and I've sat here. I've been, I, I've been in the flow, as uh, as we like to say sometimes in coding. If you get into a nice state where you're just like, oh, it's all coming together, and tapping away nicely. Cool. Yeah, I was held up for about four months, um, because. I bought this asset off an asset store to do the weather effects and it broke when I updated the engine version and I'm like this is broken can you fix it mm. and he's like oh what's broken and it was like it was it's on an API called metal which is the the graphics API that iPhones and Macs use and he said oh I don't have a Mac I was like well you said it worked on a Mac and we went back and forth like this for like four months before I get fed up with it. And I spent two weeks trying to learn shaders and figuring out how to fix it. And then I fixed it. And in the past week and a bit, I've like written all the stuff I needed to and got the new level finished. And yeah, so it's ready to, to launch on desktop, but I'm just converting all that back to the mobile edition to see if that's all going to work happily. And uh, cool. then I just need to optimize it. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's not doing anything too different. It is a new level, and it's got. The reason I had to update the engine is because we've made holes in the terrain, which normally involves you flying underneath the terrain. But in this new version, you can like create caves and that, which is what I've done. I thought flying through caves is fun. Flying over bridges yeah. is fun. Chasing There's cars. still car chases to do although they're a little bit more sedate I had good fun trying to sort the air out of the cars you see them flying off the cliffs uh, <laughs> I had to slow the speed down so they could make that corner so it was just like we're off <laughs> but yeah hopefully it shouldn't be long um, hopefully next couple of weeks if I can get the, the mobile stuff sorted and, I'm loving, um, I was loving the um, music on that track as well the track you know that you put yeah every, every so often really good I I do the old let's go and find some um, royalty free music as like if you guys are, are on YouTube then I think pretty much for all of us because unless you're getting like a million views I don't think it particularly hurts you putting licensed music on a track because it will just say oh we well, can't earn money on this but it's like mm. even like like a 10,000 view video might net you like you know 10, 20 quid Nothing, nothing special, but this this was a, a pretty good royalty free library of uh, music, and I, I did want something kind of chill outy, and yeah, you just have to put that big really attribution thing with this many lines at, at the the back, and and you're good to use it. So it's out there if if you want to do royalty free music, you can find it, and it's not too bad. Is that going to work on pants PCs? Because I think um, in the chat. Carolyn said, uh, new sim stuff, sadly it won't be usable on my weak-ass PC. Don't Are you still know. keeping up with that? I need to try it on my old and nasty laptop. It depends how much it can get knocked down. I mean, the problem is with that level, it's deliberately... It's actually slightly smaller than the other levels, but it's very dense because I thought we don't want, like, five trees to fly around. We want more of, like you know, proper woods. Forest, and then yeah. we, we have to, like, do this around the stuff. All that detail can be knocked down, but I, I haven't checked it. Oh, scary saying I have no graphics card. I have no graphics card. It's because she spent all her money on EDFs, that's why. Um, I don't know how... <laughs> can't render it for ASCII. It's he work. hasn't got that far yet. Yeah, not yet. Um, how would I don't that know. work without a graphics card? It. <laughs> would it work? Software rendering, basically. Oh, yeah, good old TTY. Yeah. 
Well, Sorry, I, I, a graphics I was, card is in not an accelerator. Use. Obviously, <laughs> it, it, needs, it needs some way of displaying VGA, else you're literally on a, a dumb terminal. Ask your, just, mate. Ask, ask your you. FBV sim. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll test it out before I do it. But I, I have insert a... Um, it's got an option. You can click on it, and it will display a frame counter. And I thought this would at least help you out, because then you can like put the detail on low... And try changing the resolution, and you can see what different frame rate gains you get or don't. You haven't get. got a lot of polys on screen here. I mean, you've got trees, and you've got a bit more landscape detail. But it, we're we're not talking AAA game territory here, are we? No, it should be. But it's it's also not not highly optimized like AAA stuff would be, because if you're in a AAA game and you're walking somewhere, if you move outside of that you'll find it very sparse. They're very Probably. clever, only only doing detail that you can see behind that. I think there's actually this YouTube channel called Behind the Scenes where they, they use sort of hacks to go outside of the normal game environment and they see what's around there. And it's like literally like characters are, are down to about like four polys and stuff. So but They're also very... So they use level of detail bias. So when you think you're seeing something at full detail but far away, you're actually seeing just a box with no... Oh, yeah. and and but, we we I use that in the sim. So the trees, as soon as you get a distance away, are a two D billboard of a picture of a tree. It's and then there's three levels of detail as you get closer and closer. Can the user adjust that? Now you've got a lot more trees and bits of bobs. Not not directly, but through the graphical levels of saying, uh, like ultra high low. All oh, right, so that's it, how you it changes do. the 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 levels of when they swap over, basically. And it the the major thing it does as well is the shadow rendering completely changes. So if you're ultra detail, then shadows work a long way away. And when you get really low, it's like there's no shadow here, and it's oh here it is. It's <laughs> as I've walked closer to it, it's appeared. But yeah, whack the resolution down, whack the detail down. I'll do some benchmarking on um I I use some VMs to test it on Linux and um Windows. I've got an old Windows laptop to make sure it still runs. Oh. And then I've got, you know, my iPhone. I, 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 and need I won't to check have out. to be the sole grumpy voice complaining that it doesn't work on Linux and filing bug reports like I was. <laughs> yeah, although I'm I'm removing the Linux 32 version, sadly, because that's fine. the new version of Linux the engine does the 32. It. I don't think you can get Ubuntu in 32-bit anymore. They just Sure, you it. can still download it somewhere, older versions. You can run Debian, but yeah. They're just people, uh, people Red still Hat dropping non-UEFI. Everyone's just killing support for old systems right now. But they are stupid old. Like, there are people who can drink the younger than these systems, you know? Like, we're talking systems from 1999 or something that people still want to use. It's classic stuff. That, yeah. that is old in um, tech, to be fair. Yeah. But not. And people complain that they bought, like, not in, not some in FPV thing they can't use, but PC users have it easy. 20 years can probably expect to stop getting updates after 20 years, I would have thought. Can we get it on PlayStation yet, Curry Kitten? PlayStation 5? No. Okay. I thought about doing an Xbox version because I can, I can create a, a, a Windows version that will run on it. it one of, only one of those on allows one, yeah. you to use custom joysticks, right? One of them you can plug OpenTX into, but not the other. PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, I think... I can't remember which one does it. Not because I think not worth playing on the was, Yeah, game game pads still aren't very nice to play on, and I still get complaints not, not from people flying. that like I can't connect my radio to my iPhone. Is like nope, that's Apple. Blame Apple for that one. It won't let me. Yeah, Apple were oh, in pockets of um, GoPro, aren't they? Really, it sounds like. Well, Especially they, they with Stephen, a similar sort of like. Well, we're not, Stephen we're not was doing saying it, like the new the new Apple Mac will render the GoPro stuff easily. Was it you, Stephen? In the I chat, think that was. Mi- yeah, I, I, I was that talking was about that. Curry, yeah, because principle. Apple were pushing the the HEVC format themselves when everybody else was. Yeah, pushing something else because that that was one of the ones they were backing. I don't know. It was their lifeblood, also video. Yeah, well, video both American companies. So yeah, so they're, so they're if you go into it, Final Cut Pro X and you, you're editing H.265, it works brilliantly. It's like mm-hmm. no problem. 
uh, as opposed to like some of the, the Windows versions. But yeah, it's why still... can't the whole world just use a USB C cable, like literally get rid of everything else, and just just let's stick to one thing instead of hmm. having all these different. Well, you know how you make money. You teach consumers to be rabidly religious about something. You divide them into camps and make them fight against each other. We need to grow as a a world, a community, and like literally help each other and stop fighting each other. It's just there does seem to be some some tribal stuff. I notice this all the time when tribal when people talk about like Express LRS. And Crossfire, it's like you're not allowed to have both or think both are good. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like you have to be in one camp or the other. It's like, it's fine. We've got some Crossfire gear here. We've got some Tracer gear. We've got some ERS. We've got some Freescale. He's got, all three. got some Spectrum stuff. <laughs> oh, you'll be kicked out of the group for that one. <laughs> naughty, naughty Tracer. It is. It reminds me of the Spectrum versus indeed. Commodore 64 stuff, which is far too old for most people to understand or remember but it's the same old thing although you might think i'm a profligate idiot i did stop using tracer because it just cost too <clears throat> effing much like it it's a bit pricey it is speaking, i mean that's the problem speaking but, of stupid value i found the new king of ers value in the uk there is a jumper axion rx which someone's flogging for Seven pounds sixty-five. Seven pounds. Seven pounds sixty-five. I think and this is a regular. Awesome. Have you got? Well, a it's coming into a... some summer now. I don't need a jumper anymore. I need t-shirts. Nice. Um, regular sort of T-style antenna. Yeah. Apparently, it's got the IPEX uh, antenna, which is small and awkward. That's the bad thing. I'm just trying to search for it now because I found it the other day. I was going to buy it. Uh, but, yeah, it's the Aeon. Oh, my. How are you supposed to even pronounce this on an audio podcast? A-I-O-N. They evidently don't sell these because you can't bloody pronounce it, which isn't helping anyone find their product. But, yeah, it was £7.65. I thought that was quite impressive. That's not bad. That is, that's the sort of thing where you're like, oh, I need, especially if you're like five or six. If if you compare that, what's what's a crossfire receiver cost these days? Thirty quid. I think the tracer ones were about thirty. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's it it doesn't it doesn't quite compare as an experience. That's why I keep telling people it's like, pardon me. If you're if you're not happy with like learning some stuff and you know pressing some buttons and reading some documentations. Well, you're not going to get off the ground with Crossfire crossfire (laughs) Well, I mean, the Crossfire, when it works, it's just like you plug it in, it says, we want me to update you, yes, please, and off you go. And it should just be that, as opposed to, oh, I'll just try this. This is why I haven't changed. I'm just on Crossfire and that's it, and I can't be bothered to change, don't care. Well, you haven't bought anything for ages, but if you had to buy something new... I would just buy would you be tempted? Cross- would you just buy another no. crossfire? No, just going right for a crossfire. Just can't be bothered. Just like literally stick to one thing. Here we are. Crossfire Nano Pro. Is that what most people are buying? Or as yeah. a Nano Special Edition? And they're twenty-seven or thirty quid, depending. Twenty-seven pound ninety or thirty pound ninety versus that's right. seven pound sixty-five. Yeah, but if you've if you invest in something. It's best to just stay with it, if, if in my well, opinion. Well, dude, it's a, that's, that's what people call the sunk cost fallacy, that assuming that you're going to save money by not spending money. But if you can buy a radio transmitter for 20 quid and a new receiver for 7 quid... Yeah, I agree. The alternative it, it, is to this, spend... It's just four letters, but arranged in a particular way. Yeah, but if you're dyslexic... Throw up this link as well, Curry. I I completely get where um, Tony's coming from, because if if you've got Crossfire, and you're not getting new quads every month, and you might just have to buy like one or two a year, then maybe you will just stick with what you've got, because otherwise you might be like, oh, I have to take two modules with me because I'm flying two quads in. And I stuff. can't be bothered with all that. Well, I take two bottles into the shower. All right. 
Hang on. Two beer cans into the shower. Did you not log in right. or something, Stephen? This is why you can't share it yourself. Uh, no, I, I'm just being useless. Uh, that's all. <laughs> User error. We do, this is the Brain cheapo fart. module. That is a very cheap module. Has that got a um a little LED as well? Or OLED, whatever it is. It's what got a little that? OLED on it. It looks like it might. I it, mean, it looks like good and it is actually. cheap and it does work and it's good. So it might be investing in that. But it means like literally ripping all my quads apart, putting all this back in to save me a couple of quid on my future quads. Can't be bothered. And what was that really, really good... Um, we we all jumped over to it a couple of years ago, and it was actually turned out to be pants. I don't know. Give us a clue. Uh, let's play. Um, Marmite rhymes, rhymes with sounds like. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> is this, I even is this a radio J- system? A couple of people bought it because really cheap receivers, but it was just really pants. It only went down there, and then. Literally went ten meters and then Fly fell sky. out of the sky. No, sky. say say some more. Fr sky ghost no. tracer. No. no, sounds like an SBI thing. Oh God, what was it? R nine. Clive said it in the chat. Well done. R nine. R nine. So everyone invested in that because it was cheap and better and crossfire and that just. Well, was just a load of crap. well, the good news is you can convert R9 over to ELRS instead now. Fair. Albeit on 900, but yeah. Yeah, well, then it becomes the same well, as Crossfire. It just depends how often so you're, you're trashing your antennas zero, and rebuilding stuff, right? If you're constantly smashing quads up and replacing receivers, and there's been a few people out there recently, unfortunately, who have had a not great experience with Crossfire because... There was an update that bricked a bunch of modules and there was another update that screwed up people's firmware and stopped it binding. And no, That's bad. Crossfire but has not had a smooth path recently. Don't ever update. We've talked about this before. Yeah, don't update yeah, abroad update. if it flies nice. Don't update anything if it works. You know, don't TBS, update they'll it. be on that sofa of theirs and they'll be saying, just use the new software. It'll... No, people update their happy. wives and girlfriends and it just never works out. Just don't ever update. Keep the one you've got. It works. It's good. Yeah, you do occasionally fall into problems like <laughs> Why is it worth where, <laughs> where I occasionally test out different <laughs> radios and things and different quads. I, I ended up once taking three quads with me to the field and realised they were on three different radios. Oh, see, um, that would just do my head in. Oh, like, that, that was oh. a bit bad. Have you ever noticed that round oh, the back yeah. of these modules, there's these little clippy, slidey things, and you can actually take the module off and just, like, put a couple in your bag? Yeah, yeah, but this swap. is this was more about, like, all the... Um, all the, uh, the model information and stuff was on there. All the model was, was there, and it's like, oh... I can't move that one to that one because that one's already full. I don't know if mm. you know, but despite these radios being like quite oh. like whizzy in that, the old Tyrannus only had like a 60 model memory and then it would run out and yeah. start complaining that it was out of memory all the time. I just have one model for all of the ELRS stuff. What if you got different stuff on it? I do like that about Express LRS <laughs> that I can... Because I don't use model matching. I was just like... Oh, this is much the same as that quad. We'll just fly it with that one. But then I have to remember which quad's which in case there's anything specific. I, I like, like how many tech. switches. I was starting to count how many switches I have on my radio. And like, I don't have mm. more switches than channels. Mm. So I just map all of the switches. It's great because the tech moves so fast. But once you've got over 30 quads, you really can't be asked to move to another thing. I used you know. to do that on FR no, but you Sky would, you? because you you'd have you some that are on D8, some are on D16, yeah, some D16 right. with LBT, some D16 with the the, the American one. And yeah. so I did have a model for each different bloody My quad. racing quads now, it if I went insane. back to them now, I'd be like, I don't even know how to arm these. They're all on God knows what. Yeah. It'd be a, a nightmare. So, yeah, just, I don't know. That's it. You know, I... I much as I love Express LRS, I'm not going to take all the quads and planes yeah. apart and replace everything. I just like oh, I just have to cope it. with the fact that 
I might have to no use different radios or different modules sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. I'd keep I didn't upgrade everything, possible. but when I did the 1.x to 2.x upgrade for Express LRS, I think I did upgrade 20 models. So I didn't I upgrade got time all of them, for that. most of them. I ain't got time for that stuff. That's too much work. Exactly. Well, not when all your models are on FR Sky and they keep falling out the air when you go behind a tree, you don't. You've got plenty of time for that. Oh, well, they got... never did that. FR Sky was brilliant. Free Sky was never fine. Does it's that. Really good. Never does that. Not for me. So I, I have boards with SPI receivers on them. Oh, and, SPI and they receivers. They fly behind a tree and will fall out of the sky. And so they SPI all got... receivers are shit, though. We, I think we all yes. know that. If <laughs> Which is why the they all got of... those little EP2s and now they just keep on going. But if you had something like XM Pluses, they were pretty good. Yeah, they were They could really go good. a decent distance. They could go fairly okay. low. Yeah, okay. with XM Pluses, what you had to worry about was flying too close to yourself. And then you'd swamp yourself and it would fall out. Yeah, that would, <laughs> well, that would this, happen quite This often. is like inches <laughs> rather than like, you could still do a circle. Just don't like try and take your own nose off. That might create a fail safe. Anyway, for for better or worse, I was just like, I'm done with this. I want proper telemetry on everything. So I just, yeah, I just did a bulk upgrade. I can't say I regret it. I was flying a hideous mix of XM Plus, XM, and a bunch of like jumper, FR Sky stuff, SPI, and some of it had telemetry, some didn't. And the range was all over the shop and entirely unpredictable. This is the problem with this hobby. It's so cutting edge. It literally changes quicker than mobile phones. You know, like you get the S21, the S22. It's got better camera. It can zoom in and all that. This literally changes in in a month. In a month, you can have something better. That's the funny thing, isn't it? Going back to older quads, like the one I've put the free receivers on to test, I hadn't flown for a long time. And I had a look at it, and it was on beta flight three one something, and it had a VTX on it that predated smart audio or anything else. So it's like, what channels this on? R one, yeah, that'd be okay. We'll be able to fly that. And then it's just like upgrade the board and see what happens. I think that's the only reason I'd be changing receivers is if I like, oh, I must fly that quad that I flew seven years ago mm. because I don't know. I'm feeling reminiscent about it. And um, I can't find the radio that does that, so I just put a new receiver in it or something like that. That would be about it. But then it's probably like, luckily, oh, this my is on radio F3. will fly all my near on 40 quads. Some That's won't right. go very far. Some will. I've made sure to still stay with an MPM, just I in just, case. I do like the fact that tech, the tech goes fast and it changes and it's, you know. Yeah, but you don't have to upgrade, like you're saying, Tony. Nothing's forcing you. It's just no. there if you feel like it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I know it's good to test because you know if if my fl- quad flew crap and there's an upgrade, you could make it fly better. It's it's maybe worth upgrading, but yeah, they fly all right. I, I also, as I've said before, I fly in a in a park under my you know Article 16 whatever. Um, in a, a fairly noisy area, like I don't get great VTX performance and I don't get the type of range that you'd expect if you were flying a field in an, a wing in an empty field at altitude. I get like XM plus dropouts at a sort of 150 meter range from where I'm standing. That's like, well, that's really bad. It mm. will just go boop and fall out the sky. So. There was a couple of them I remember being really pants. I can't remember what I uh, The XSR but... was worse than the XM Plus, I found. Yeah. What, what audio, were the ones with the big is, uh... the antenna and then a the big plastic bit on the end? X8? They were quite good. They weren't quite well, far. Audio gets talking about the RSS XR, and that I, I had problems with those where I think it's because yeah. it's telemetry, and that telemetry would screw it up. But yeah. like some of the some of the uh, stuff I've got there, like the Bixley, you could just see it's got the the L9R on it, which was good for about five, six kilometres. And then further along, I've got in an older wing, I've got the, what's it called, the DX2, DX2 something, something X2 Plus, which is an X, um, no, not an X8, a D8 based long range receiver. And that, that would get like over three and a half kilometres quite happily because it had nice big old... 
uh, antennas that you could like space out in places. So yeah, it was, but you get an easier a, time on a wing because you're yeah. out of. Oh you, yeah, yeah, you get a far easier time on a wing. But um, yeah, I started I started flying quads on the the D D four Rs, those little D four R two, which yeah D four R two, which could uh, you could do. I think the major upgrade was like, oh, you can make it do PPM now, just one wire. I think D D four R twos they're good. Seemed all right. Yeah, I raced on on them. Yeah. Back in the I'm day. sure loads of people did back in the day. I've, I've also had fairly crummy experience compared to like Tracer and ELRS with what people seem to really love, which is the DJI remote controller or the large baked potato controller, as I call it, which I really regret buying. And I think I, it's just gathering dust now. I've got to try and flog no, this yeah. thing before it gets too old. Um, I'm giving one of mine away. Awful. Yeah. It drops out before the video link does. Like, come on, DJI, how did you manage to do that one? It's just, it's not good. <laughs> I thought people quite liked those. It, it feels nice, but it costs like twice as much as as a really good radio, and it doesn't have all the features of a really good radio. Do you guys swap radios? Like, literally, I've had my Tyrannus forever, and if someone said well someone people have said fly this and they've given me this titchy thing and i'm like i can't fly this it's horrible and then someone gives you something else and it's that big and i literally yeah. love the tranis because like it's it's just feels the same every time like oh i know where i am with this I've i quite like the tranis still but does this go I... back to what you're saying about partners <laughs> yes this feels this feels good. This feels right. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- no, I think you know the Tyrannus... I, mean, someone, uh, I don't know. It just see oh, that. If you gave me that, I'd be like, oh, it feels weird. It feels different. I just don't you know. See, so I've... that that's where I started, which is the deviation, like the last great deviation radio by Jumper yeah. before they started making decent Open TX radios. What? Have, how many controllers have you got? Four. See, do you, do you think you fly differently with every, with every single one? A little bit, yeah. I, I think it's nice to have yeah, that see? mix because, like, I started yeah, I with like the old 9X and then I so then I got that. See, then you got a PlayStation light. controller. Yeah, that was a bit bobbins, so I have to say. Do you fly better it's with fun. that or worse? I really like flying on the PC with this. It's just comfortable there's this, the, the USB port for connecting to the simulator and charging is really convenient. Mm. It's just, it's quite nice to kind of pick up and play. With that outside in the real I think world. If, if I'm trying to fly smooth, I fly worse. If I'm trying to fly like really is aggressively, it it's got much less, yeah, it's much less easier throw. to like go to yeah. maximum throw because it, I've got the sticks rammed down. I can go from one side of the gimbal to the other really easily, but easily, I can't yeah. be precise. Yeah. So it seems to me that it depends what you're comfy on. Like I like the Tyrannus, but it feels to me like a radio I fly fixed wing on. So as soon as I got the the old X Lite, I really like the form factor, although I had to change the sticks for it to be good. So the the most favoured radio at the moment is Desoro, because I like the factor and the gimbals are really nice on it, I think. But it seems to have less like switches than you you would want if you were flying like uh fixed wing and you wanted flaps and you know pan tilt on sliders and mm. things so it's sometimes i think that the the bigger radios the bigger chunkier things and i can't i don't think i fly as well because there's more of a stretch on your your thumbs i think on the tyrannus than one of these smaller controllers where you, you can really move around it a bit more so if you're i think i, I fly I, better on a smaller controller I, I agree with that but once you're used to something yeah like for me i'm just like i've got 40 quads but I, that I all know. I know they all fly different, but I know where they are mm. in in that form factor on one on one thing. You know, if if you gave me uh, the same quad on a different controller, I'd be like, oh, "This is weird." Just don't like it. But that's that's me. That's just me. But a lot of people seem to think that this is kind of where it's at. You've got. TX16S, right? So you, the, another controller you've got to get used one. to. It must like 
be that is a weird. nice it, can you fly the same drone it. on that say if you it's took like that saying, little one have you when you fly a place when you play playstation 4 and you had your playstation 3 controller you're just like oh what do i do it's slightly different shape oh my word my brain to be it's fair, that's a great example because PlayStation oh, yeah. C three had the worst shoulder buttons in the world because they were concave and you had to fit yeah. other things on them to make them better. But like, it's just it's just different. Like, it's not better or worse. And sometimes that is really precise. Like it's really like, smooth. The I like TX-16. the same. I like going and picking up the same thing every time and knowing what it's going to do. Like my my friends change mountain bikes. Like I'm, I've had my mm. mountain bike for years, and a couple of them have changed mountain bikes, and they're like, "Oh, it's a whole different ball game." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. but I'm going down the same trail faster than you. You've changed your bike, and now you've got a six months to get used to changing but your bike." Tone. I'm also flying like seven inches it's... and like two and a half inch micros. So even if I had the same radio, it's still going to feel completely different. Yeah, but you you know the feel of it and the throws and stuff like that and how far you can push your thumb. Yeah. Maybe it's it, just I, me. I, just, I don't know. I just I, like I, I literally changed radio and it's it's only like a couple of batteries and then you're back to... Yeah. It's like you've got sets of muscle memory and you're like, I'm on this Ooh. radio, it feels like this. Now I'm on this radio, it feels like this. It's a bit like going from straight to like fixed wing to quad. Remember it's the old like, days oh, when PlayStation had these really stylized controllers and Xbox had like this huge, Massive giant one, cow yeah. of a controller. It was just like that. You're just like, oh, that's awkward. And then a couple mm. of levels later, you're like, oh yeah, I got this. Yeah, yeah maybe you're right. I, I don't know. I'm just, um, I just like, like it how I like it. That's fine, man. And you the the point you were making was I think actually when you when you have a smaller radio like a gamepad or something, it feels like you've got higher rates because mm. all of a sudden a li- a little movement when you've got the sticks shorter and you you just tend to use like the, the the ends of the sticks are closer to the radio you're holding the radio much tighter so when you move you tend to move much closer to the limits of the gimbal on a big radio you tend to kind of move the ends of the sticks just a little bit and you don't often slam to the sides i never never reach the end of the gimbals really and the thing is with me sitting down i always sit down to fly and it just feels good every time i sit down and i'm like okay i'm i know this so what we want to do next time we have a meet up we want to make tony stand up and give him a really weird radio and say fly this (laughs) i I can fly standing up as long as i'm leaning against someone normally jack or frank have that person move (laughs) mid-flight but don't move mid-flight because it will has anyone heard about any speaking of radios new beta fpv stuff maybe with a screen they mentioned it to me but I, i i thought i saw someone mention it they were sort of talking about their sort of light radio with um, some sort of screen thing. I, I, did I see a render somewhere or a rumor? It appeared, I yeah, in, in a post a while back. Um, it looked like Beta FPV might be getting into the OpenTX game, uh, maybe even Edge TX. With a, they were kind of in it before software. in the worst way possible, where they fought yeah. their own version of the configurator, oh, <laughs> and it was it was a bit of a mess. I think we you know, say. I spend a whole bunch of time in my day job telling people, like, stop forking software and trying to, like, put your own features in. Just go and talk to the people that run the project and put your features in there. And people are like, oh, why would we do that? And Beta FPV are the prime example of this. Like, this other team is really great at running the software project. Like, do not assume that just because you made the hardware, you're automatically better than them at running the software. It's not the case. No, yeah, they haven't mentioned it. I do have their their new flat antenna, which is one of my test subjects, mm. which I haven't been able to go out and fly again yet. But um, no, I haven't heard of that one. But that's what mm-hmm. we need. We need yet another radio mm. that does. Uh, yeah, nice definitely same another radios. one. Uh, I don't. Really Asymptotic to perfection. <laughs> Slowly approaching, but never reaching perfection. It might there one day. That. Yeah, but yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing else new coming out, is there? All of the new stuff right now is like it's Express LRS based as as what it's been. It's like what's happening with DJI? What what are they gonna do with their next release? Are they gonna are they gonna stop all the <laughs> the new 
BTXs from working with the new goggles or whatever. They're going to come around your house and they're going to smash all of your FPV equipment. That's what DJI, they're gonna, just going to take all the money from the next release, hire some oh. goons, they're coming around and break your air unit. Probably. Probably. You probably agree to it in the terms and conditions that you didn't <laughs> read. Yeah, yeah. What? That no one reads because it's two pages, yeah. three pages long. Oh, did, you, did we talk about this last time, but the, this project to hack the air unit and people have figured that you can just draw on the screen and do your own overlays and stuff? I think we mentioned that briefly, didn't we? The, well, I we talked we about like, the, the, the main Someone goggles being Donkey hacked Kong and people running Doom on it. But I haven't heard about yeah. the, the air unit. All right, so they've actually hacked it, so it does the the full OSD now, like so it does beta flight OSD. Oh, I thought that was just part of the goggle hack. Was it something different? Uh, so there's one project called Margarine, with an E for some reason, named after the Simpsons song, um, and that roots the goggles. And then there's another one which adds this uh, basically MSP display port like HD Zero has. Ah. Yeah, I mean, there are people who say they're not making any more. <laughs> what, so if, so if I've got the V1s and I want to buy a new quad and put something on it, I won't be able to run... I won't be able to buy anything to run them goggles. Some people might suggest that you put a couple of vistas in a drawer. Some people might. Some people might suggest that the price of vistas might rise soon. <laughs> See that? Yeah, that's, that's just this is the same people is... might suggest that Hobby RC are currently flogging them for eighty six yeah. quid, and that's quite a good deal. Maybe grab one. That's not a good thing for the community. No, all. it's not. But DJI has never been a good thing for the community. Well, I know it's been it has a tolerable thing but for it end has users. because it 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 took me out of flying through fuzz into joy, and give me another lease of life for a couple of years the orgasmic blades of grass as uh, but if to I can't buy anything for my they're literally just going to be rendered useless I and mean, they're going to be thrown away they're not going to stop you flying thrown... it's like, like we're well, saying they Tony. might well, not if you don't update them stuff. they won't what did you oh, say earlier DJI don't... here buy yeah. new stuff from us don't update a yeah, don't update. But what if I lose all my quads with, um, with with them bits in, and I want to buy new ones, and there's none for sale. You have to buy new goggles. Exactly. This that's bullshit. That's what I hate about that. This is the tech that I hate when it does that. Yeah, I was all for it because I loved it, and the blades of grass were lovely, but. If you can't buy an old school receiver transmitter, well, what I think we should do is club together and buy Tony a piece of turf, and then he can buy him an old dragon like module as a symbolic gesture. <laughs> ah, just sure, what, that's, that winds me up. That's like literally going backwards. Just keep selling them. Why? Why would you not sell them? At least for ten years. I think DJ has found out that if they just keep sending those, then uh, why would people buy their new goggles? Let's so just stop what doing we, that. What we don't goggles. have is clarity on whether the new system is going to be compatible or not compatible with the current system, right? What we have in well, place of facts is going to force paranoia. me to upgrade the goggles. Well, what we have right now in place of facts, Tony, is paranoia. And no one knows well, whether the, the new now. air unit is going to be backwards compatible or not. Whether it might be the case you buy a new air unit and you can run it in legacy crappy mode or a new I'll super never shiny high res mode from China ever again, ever until Which the next is time. Pretty much everything. We don't have facts. We should emphasize that. No, right? no, Everyone no, is no, worrying yeah. about the worst case scenario. They could release the new goggles, a new air unit. It's not stopping anybody else from talking about it. So I think we should. Yeah, yeah. You're right. people love. We've to heard it from a credible DJI, source. But in a certain way, if you demonise the company, you kind of tell them how you expect them to behave. So maybe just automatically try and assume that a new air unit is going to but be the, compatible with your V1 goggles and assume that the new goggles are going to work with the old air unit. Me units being an early adopter of the V1 goggles gave them money to make the V3s, so they should literally be making stuff what works for me. Surely this is how it works, you b****. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, and maybe we all end up with two sets of goggles. See, that would be whatever. two sets of goggles, seven <laughs> sets transmitters, goggles, twenty-nine quads. I'll just get just no, no. Torval will bring like out a new backpack golf. that looks like a skip. You're yeah, going to join wheels, Jack, aren't you? You'll be on golf, eBay searching need, for old stock. Yeah. You need a putter, a chipper, oh, that. Just hit it with one <laughs> bloody thing. <laughs> you need you need a piece of string, a control line, run a bit of wire. I'm going to go, but if if uh, if DJI don't make the V3 goggles compatible with the V1 stuff, or even the V1 goggles with the new March V3 on China. stuff. I will wear goggle, uh, sandals and white socks to every event I ever go to uh, next year. This year. Well, that's Tony, quite a threat. You're gonna get if so you're listening, DJ, watch out. Be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm buying some sandals now. On that note, oh. for the uh, people excited to see Tony in his socks and sandals, we'll, uh, we'll call it there on an hour. Um, a big thanks once again to all our patrons that are, are scrolling across the screen there, uh, in, including our, our, our late friend Wes, who's a big sport of the show. If yeah. you liked this and you're thinking, what can I do to help these guys more? You can become a patron and it helps us pay someone to actually edit this into a podcast. Now, if you've actually listened to the podcast, you probably won't recognize it because it's and done in a such website. a way that it sounds much better than us generally talking hmm. but until that time we're going to go now um so it's we've been here with Stephen. thank you and good night we've been here with tony bonnie de douche uh jack has not been here but he should hopefully be back next week and i've been curry kitten good night all and look we've round perfectly with the last of our patrons spinning on by thanks everybody and we'll see you next week Bye. Goodbye. Telemetry lost.